If you've experienced the cycle of toxic relationships and you're sick and tired of feeling stuck, sad, and lonely, now is the time to heal and create your best life. In this podcast, you'll hear world-class toxic relationship recovery expert Stephanie McPhail sharing the support, guidance, and tools you need so you can be truly happy whether you're single or in a relationship. She is the real deal. I should know, she's my wife. Here's your host, Stephanie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Toxic Love Transformation. I am your host, Stephanie McPhail, and I have my husband, David Charon, here with me today. Hey, everybody. And we're going to be sharing about mixed emotions after ending a toxic relationship. Yeah, this is a really important topic because we find in our community, this is one of the main reasons why we get stuck. We're unable to let go of the past and move on to healthy, happy relationships. And it's a struggle. It's confusing. We often don't know what to do. At one point, things were so good in the relationship. We felt like they were the one. They were our everything. We felt so great. And at some point, things changed. So if we don't understand how to sort things out and move on from the past, we're going to keep repeating these patterns. We're going to spend way too much time with confusion, anger, and regret. So we're going to dive into that tonight, help you sort it out so you can get back on your feet again and actually move forward to a life and relationships you really appreciate. And and listen, I, I really, I very much empathize because what we do a lot of the times with this is we make a decision we decide to end the relationship because we know it's not healthy. We're not feeling very good about what's going on. And then we have all of this pain that's coming up. And because we have this pain, then we decide, oh, that pain doesn't feel good. And we tried to go back to that relationship. And I did it. I mean, I did it over and over again. Been there. Yeah, been there, done that. I think I had some friends that were like, okay, is this real this time? They didn't even believe me when I said I was finally, you know, ending that relationship. Because we had also gotten used to that back and forth. And every time I ended it, I would hope that he would change. And then he would come back saying he had. And then it would start all over again and just become even worse. Yeah, sound familiar to anyone watching? Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely you're going to want to lean into this. And like most of the time when we do this, if you're if you are driving and listening in, you know you might want to stop and, and give yourself a, a few minutes to be able to sit down and take notes. Anyone who's just sit, you know sitting, take notes. Be ready to to get some really great insight as to why we get all these mixed emotions when we are after we've ended a toxic relationship. Hundred percent. So again, so what David said at the beginning is, you know, in the beginning we have this honeymoon phase. So we have this beginning where we're like, oh my gosh, I found someone, and especially if we haven't done the healing in between relationships then even if someone is giving us just a little bit more than whatever we've had before, they're giving us that attention there. Maybe they seem to have the similar interests as we do. And maybe they actually do have those similar interests. We're so excited because it feels like it's something different. We're getting, we're feeling good about this new relationship. And that's how they suck us in. That's how those relationships start. And so when things start to go bad, we automatically go back to that beginning part. When the beginning part is when our brain is probably not thinking it's clearest and everyone's on their best behavior. And, you know, we hold on to that honeymoon phase. We hold on to that beginning part of the relationship. Yeah, well, it's understandable when we're in love, we're present. And from that frame of mind, we're not addressing the underlying patterns that have continued these cycles. The thing is, once that honeymoon phase wears off, off as many of us find it, it often does we get back into those old patterns and kind of get blindsided by it. We want to be able to be present with what's happening now and not be focused on what happened before. Because, you know, for, for those of you who were in a relationship for 10, 15, 20 years, you know, a lot of things change. We should be changing and evolving over that time frame. 
So if we're noticing we haven't connected with that person in a long time, then, you know, there's, we're, we're, unless something big changes, we're going to continue to not connect with them. We're going to continue to have these same issues happen over and over again. So the downward spiral of what happens is that, you know, we, we, we see these, these patterns that keep coming up, right? So maybe there's problems with communication. Maybe there's abuse going on. But again, every time we allow that abuse to continue, then we are giving permission for that person to keep being abusive towards us, to keep not communicating, you know, and until we, again, we decide to break that pattern, we're going to keep going down the same things. It's really important to look at, have our own self-reflection to see, you know, okay, what are, what are we doing? And, I'm, and I think that's probably what a lot of, of us are doing. I think that's, we're really good at self-reflecting. I used to say, okay, what am I doing wrong for this relationship to not be working? So I bet most of you are doing that self-reflection piece. The thing is, is that a lot of the times in these toxic relationships, the partner is not doing the self-reflection. In fact, they're deflecting and it's all your fault. So now you're adding that. You're like, okay, I'm let me see what I'm doing wrong. My partner's telling me I'm doing all of these things wrong. And maybe there is some truth to there. You know, I, even in my toxic relationship, I was not the perfect person all the time. And so, but, and I was, I was made aware, but I took responsibility for those things. But, you know, what is each person needs to be reflecting at what's going on to make to try to, you know, fix the relationship. And most of the time that's not happening. Yeah. And when things are so good in the beginning of a relationship, especially when, like you alluded to, we haven't had that level of love and joy, that experience, our minds will tend to want to go back to when things were so good. We wind up living in the past and again, neglecting to recognize how things are changing in the present moment and it really just takes the the uh the the traction away we're not able to to be present and to understand and more importantly make the necessary shifts the new distinctions self uh you know reflect and and uh, identify and create healthy boundaries you know actively take a role in healing the relationship if that's even something that's possible now and again, I think that a lot of people that are probably listening, you've done all that. And and that's what I, I really want to make sure that we get that point across. If you're coming to us, my bet is that you've done all of the self-reflecting and you've tried to make it work and you've done all of those things and you've made a decision that you know you need to end it. And probably a lot of you have ended it many times and allowed the person to come back because they promised you it was going to change. Now, one of the reasons why we decide to take them back again is because we remember the beginning, but we have these really big feelings. We think about all the good memories. We think about the promises that we make. We think about the possibilities of what the future was going to bring for us. And we, we think of all of those things post breakup and we, we want those things for ourselves. So then we start to feel really badly, but I'm going to tell you something that I tell my clients, we do hard things just because something feels hard and feels uncomfortable and makes us sad doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Let me just say that again. Feeling sadness over ending a unhealthy relationship does not mean that you made the wrong choice. And that's really hard for us to get our heads around because again, if you want your long-term to feel healthier and feel better, we got to do some big changes now. And, and again, I bet that you've already tried to do some of those big changes with the relationship. Now it's time to decide to end it so that you don't have to keep reliving those same things over and over again. 
Yeah, and just like with physical pain, emotional pain isn't necessarily the problem in and of itself. It's an indication that something's out of balance. So that's why we say all the time, it's so important not to fight these emotions, not to repress them, but to actually lean in. This isn't about prolonging your suffering. In fact, the only way out is through. And the trouble we get into is when we're uncomfortable dealing with that pain, facing that pain, feeling that pain. Mm -hmm. And so we revert back to what was comfortable and, and pleasant at some point in the past. Even though it wasn't comfortable and pleasant right before we ended up breaking off the relationship. Exactly. So it really is important to be aware that these feelings are natural. They're valid. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. But more importantly, it is an opportunity, a real signpost to say, okay, there's something you need to take a look at here. Because like we say all the time, being loved shouldn't hurt. And this is a critical opportunity for a lot of you to start a new chapter, but it really requires honest, non-judgmental self-assessment and a willingness to let go of what may have felt really good in the past, but it's evident now that it's gone the wrong way. Yeah. And, and, you know, another thing that we have a problem with is we're worried there's all these fears that come up. So like, did I do enough? Am I ever going to feel whole again? Am I going to find someone that's going to love me? Is there something just inherently wrong with me? We have all these feelings come up, our own insecurities that are brought up because of the fact that we have not had, or because we are upset with, with whatever has gone on in the relationship. Sorry, hold on one second. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. So we are, we were afraid of not being whole again. Now, we have to be able to forgive ourselves. We have to be able to forgive ourselves for the the fact that we stayed longer than we should have. We should we need to be able to forgive ourselves for not only putting up with the bad behaviors, but maybe letting ourselves go, maybe forgetting who we who we are. Those are all things we need to be able to forgive ourselves from. So all of these fears that we have coming up will have us have these mixed emotions because of the discomfort of making these changes and all of the fears that are coming to the surface. So absolutely. So another really important point about moving forward is rebuilding your self-esteem and addressing self-criticism. And in, in this context, it's very common to doubt ourselves, to berate ourselves, to put ourselves down, feeling like there's more that we could have done, that there's something inherently wrong with us. And what I found time and time again when working with clients is that a lack of healthy self-esteem and confidence is a major crack in the foundation of building a, a joyful, peaceful life. Mm -hmm. So when you're feeling these mixed emotions, it's an opportunity to examine the extent to which you are emotionally self-reliant. How much do you fill your own cup versus how much does your peace of mind, your happiness, your joy depend on other people behaving a certain way. Now, to me, again, this is fundamental to a healthy relationship. We need to be able to be our own rock. We need to be our own best friend mm -hmm. and biggest advocate. And this is a, a big opportunity, again, to make a transformation that's going to help us create and attract healthy relationships in the future. This is something that 99 out of 100 people that we work with struggle with. It's that low self-esteem. This affects not only your relationships, but every area of your life. And the foundation of, of self-esteem is in the subconscious beliefs, the subconscious programs. The problem here is when they're not in alignment with our conscious goals and desires. And that's very often why we feel this dissonance. We enjoy the feelings of love. 
We want that. We, we dream of having more, a great relationship for ourselves. But if on a subconscious level, these stories we tell ourselves that are very often operating below the surface, we're usually not consciously aware of them. If they're at odds with our conscious desires, we're going to have these mixed emotions. We felt those good feelings. We want those to continue. We want more of that, but we don't understand why. We recognize that the relationship became toxic. We asserted ourselves. We ended the relationship or, or took some decisive action, but we're confused. We're conflicted because we still have those feelings of, of longing. So understanding and improving your self-esteem is really a critical piece. This is, again, one of the first things that we address when we work with clients, because I've heard it said before in various ways, but we never rise above our opinion of ourselves. Mm. Another way to put it, and I think this is particularly relevant, and I don't remember the movie I saw it quoted from, but we accept the love we believe we deserve. So if your level of self-esteem says, well, you know, I'm really not worthy of something great, whether you're consciously aware of this dynamic playing out or not, you're going to undercut yourself. You're going to self-sabotage. You're going to tolerate treatment that consciously you wouldn't, you know, if you were aware of what was going on. So rebuilding your self-esteem and eliminating unnecessary criticism and judgment as you're going through this healing process is absolutely critical. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I totally agree with that. And and to add to that, I think another another big issue that comes up is our fear of missing them, or we feel like we miss them. So we end it, we have all these big feelings come up, and then we have this longing of this this person, this relationship. And it's really important to separate the person from the events that have happened. So I'm sure there are good things that have gone on in this relationship where you wouldn't have stayed around as long as you did. There was good. And again, if you're focusing on the path and all that, you have some good memories there. But if you're really honest with yourself, are you actually missing that person? Or are you missing the good times that you have memories about? What is the reality? Because when you sit down and actually tell yourself, oh, wait a minute, I don't actually miss them. I miss the fun events that we used to go to. I mean, my my first my first marriage, it was like we used to go to a lot of music concerts together. You know, we'd go listen to music and that was really fun. We loved doing all that kind of stuff. But I was able to create that with other people and still go do those things that I like. It didn't have to be, it wasn't them because if I was really being honest with myself, every time I did one of those really fun events, they would mess it up somehow. Yeah. So then I'd feel terrible after. Like I'd have fun at the time and then I'd feel terrible after. And this is an important distinction that I think we all need to make, you know, do you, do you love the person or is it more that you're attached to how you felt at a certain point in the past when you were actually with them? Because love is supposed to set you free, mm-hmm. you know, not keep you trapped. And it's bigger than relationships. My outlook is that love is bigger than the addiction to what felt so good at, at one point in the past. Love to me is about setting the other person free. And again, that self-esteem and emotional self-reliance, being able to be your own greatest love is so important. And from that place, you can have freedom. And especially in these critical times, recognize, again, was it true love? Do you love the person for who they are and who they're becoming? Or do you engage in an emotional economy where you experience love only when you're getting certain things out of the relationship. You'll only feel loved, for example, when they validate you, when they love bomb you, when they behave 
and and speak in ways that are in alignment with with what you want or what you think. Or is the love the stress of trying to make them love you? You know, because we get used to, we get sucked into that dynamic as well. Is the there's the drama that goes, and when you're used to arguing, not getting along, making up, you get sucked into that dynamic all the time. Yeah, and I, I think it's a mistake a lot of people make that you hear all the time. Oh, love is is work. It's hard work. Yeah. It's hard to make relationships work. Yeah. Our approach, our our belief is no, that's not the case. Now that doesn't mean that it doesn't require effort. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when you're in a healthy relationship when you have that healthy relationship with yourself and you're with somebody who does the same right they're more focused on working on themselves to be a better version of themselves for them for you for for society at large it's it's a profoundly different experience mm-hmm. you know it it's it's very liberating and it, it's an important distinction to make yeah and and i'm actually i'm also thinking too is that there does become when you're when you're again going back to that dynamic again when you're used to that there is this feeling of needing to prove yourself to the other person and that starts to feel like well it's it's love it's passionate it's exciting and you know again and that's why we have all those mixed emotions right is that we we think that love is that heightened emotional state yeah well we we also love our drama let's be honest and we and we intellectually don't but there is something that is normal for us to have that when we're used to that. Now imagine taking all that energy and being able to put all that drama that you're that you're dealing with and using that energy instead for some good, wonderful, amazing things. And home is like your safe, comfortable place. Yeah. And and even in the past, if you've suffered with abuse or whatever the case is, and out of necessity, perhaps compartmentalized, sort of numbed yourself, mm-hmm. sometimes feeling anything is better than feeling nothing. True. And that's a, another reason why people become addicted to relationships. They're constantly chasing the dragon. Yeah. So so those mixed emotions are really coming up because of the fact that we are used to all of the drama. It's it's what we feel. We feel comfortable with the discomfort. Familiarity. It's familiarity, you know, all of those things. And so when we make changes, changes feel uncomfortable. So it's normal to have all these different feelings, but I think the really important piece that we want you to be able to walk away from from all of this is it's okay to have uncomfortable feelings. Well, it's like we said before, it's important to acknowledge these things, but one of my favorite teachers said that the the best way to predict the future is to create it. If we can acknowledge and accept that we have these conflicted emotions, it's the the sets sets the stage for being able to let go of the pain. We can acknowledge, we can be glad that we have these positive experiences, mm-hmm. but we have to understand that we we set our own standards. We don't want to set ourselves up for failure by figuring that this is the best that it can be. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be this this push pull. We can we can take the good and leave the bad. Mm-hmm. And again, this is fundamental for becoming open to new possibilities in the future. Because the reality is, in order to create a new future, you can't do it by just rearranging old ingredients from the past. Mm-hmm. And facing the unknown, facing the unfamiliar, cutting ties with something that felt so good in the past is scary. Mm-hmm. Let's not pretend that it's not. Yeah, But you know, it, it, in terms of personal growth, not just in relationships, but in any area of life, 
We need to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. And again, I always go back to that self-esteem part. You don't necessarily need to know and control and manipulate how everything is, is going to turn out. Mm-hmm. You know, we need certainty to a certain degree, but to live a life of adventure, a life of joy, a life where we're open to delightful surprise, we need to be willing to face the unknown. And when you have a sense of self-esteem and self-worth, which again is so critical, you don't need to know how everything is going to turn out. You'll have an abiding sense of peacefulness, knowing that whatever comes my way, I've got this. Mm -hmm. From that point, you can process those emotions. You can allow yourself to feel the negative feelings, acknowledge that, forgive yourself for any mistakes or or lapses in judgment you may have made in the past. Mm -hmm. Hug and release. Bless that person. They were a teacher. They weren't your forever. Maybe they were just in your life to cast light on an opportunity for your own growth so you can learn a lesson, become a, a more whole, empowered version of yourself. And there may be a time if you do this, if you commit to doing the work, if you get the right support where you need to, mm-hmm. where it won't be long before you can look back and smile with a sense of, hey, that really sucked when I was going through it. But had I not gone through that pain, had I not allowed myself to feel it and experience it, I wouldn't be as open to new possibilities. And I wouldn't have that that level of, of deep gratitude for my pain. And when you can be grateful for the pain, these painful emotions, that is an incredibly empowered place to be because you're no longer owned by those. Again, you can embrace them so you can then let them go. So what do you need to do if you are, you know, have all these mixed emotions, biggest things, embrace the suck, C- create your team, find those people that you're going to work with, whether it's us, your, your therapist, you know, get your team of people that can really help you through it and really make it a focus of figuring out who you are. What is it that you want for your life and create that for yourself? Because, and you know, when you embrace the suck and you start creating your life, all of a sudden you have this freedom that you didn't even know was possible. And then you start attracting healthier people. So if you're having those feelings, it's totally normal. We get it. This is how, what we help people with all the time, but know that you don't have to stay living here and we don't have to go back to what we already know doesn't work. So hopefully that helps. If you're looking for more support, you can definitely always check out my workbook. If you go to our website, beingloveshouldnhurt.com, you can get my book and my workbook and you can start the process on your own at your own pace through that. Or we can, you can always send us a message and we can help you come up with a plan for you. So feel free to send us a message. But on that note, I hope this was helpful. Yeah. And again, in, in closing, just remember that you are worth it. Mm-hmm. You are worthy of having peace, of having love that frees you instead of tying you down. Mm -hmm. And again, if you need help, just getting clarity and direction. If you're struggling with these conflicted emotions, if you're having trouble letting go of the past, but you know that you need to make some changes, reach out, let's have a chat. We'll give you a personalized game plan Mm -hmm. on specific things you can do to shift that. And the reality is your best life, your best relationship doesn't have to be down the end of another one, five or 10 year road. Mm -hmm. You could be a lot closer to the life of your dreams than you realize. Thank you for that. And everybody, thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. As always, it is a pleasure. And never forget, you are way stronger than you realize. See you next episode. Bye, everybody. So that's it for today's episode of Toxic Love Podcast. Head on over to iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your shows. One lucky listener every single week who subscribes and posts a review on iTunes will be entered for a chance to win the grand prize VIP drawing with Stephanie McPhail herself. 
Be sure to head on over to ToxicLovePodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Stephanie's gift. And join us next time.